What's good, baby? What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not After 30 podcast? What's up, y'all? Uh, good morning, good day, good afternoon, whatever the, that is. Um, hey, this is Anthony. I'll have a favorite recording live and direct from the Billy Shears podcast studio in lovely Milton, Ontario. This is episode 198 of the Not After 30 podcast. This is Toronto Sports Therapy Part 2 with Kyle. This was a fun one. This was done in studio. Lots of fun. We just, you know, cry about Toronto sports. Although there's reason for optimism or is there? Because we really don't know what the Toronto, Le- Toronto Maple Leafs have in store for us this season. And I'm sure it's going to be great. I'm positive. Anyways, Kyle and I break down the joys of being a Leaf fan. The real catch is he is an anti-Leaf fan fan, which means he loves when Toronto Sports does well because he loves to tell you he told you so. Anyways, that being said, I beat the shit out of him during the whole the whole podcast, and uh, you just hear his blood splattering against the walls. It's a fun one. Tune in. It's a family show this week, guys. Have fun. Enjoy. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hit the music. This is the Not After 30 Podcast, a podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, yeah, I know you're ready to show. I mean, this is this is kind of interesting for us because we almost always record in the evening. Um, so this is like an early morning. Plus, you know, we just put about that whole mini bottle of of rum Bailey's. It's into an airplane size bottle. What it was? Does, does it give you the measurement on there? It's about, it's about six inches. Seven yeah, inches. Not, yeah. Okay, that's not what I meant. Oh. Uh, 200 mils, 15% alcohol. It's nothing. Okay, that, but that's like uh, that's like six ounces. Yeah, but we split it. So what's a mini? So a what shot, is a mini a airport? Is an, a no, I know I know what a shot is, but what's a mini bottle? Oh, I don't amount know. usually a hundred mils or like less, sixty I would, mils. I'd say probably hundred mils. Yeah. Yeah. So we just had both had a mini bottle of booze. All right, I'm in. Okay, you ready? You ready to let the world know? Um. Yeah, but. Like I technically, I'm still working. So if my phone does, like it's off, like vibrate, but yeah. like I might, ha- you might have to carry a conversation for a minute while I deal with something. <laughs> All right, no problem. I've never had an issue of not talking. So okay, good. All right. <clears throat> What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of Toronto sports? I'm in studio with an OG. OG of the sponsorship game and OG of the Not After 30 Network. I'm joined by Kyle. What's up, baby? What's going on? Former winner of the baseball pool. Future winner of the baseball pool. Future winner of the baseball pool. All around nice guy. Um, Owner of Superior Finished Painting. He said it right. I I had to stop myself and think about it really quick. 289-979-9000. Boom. We're talking today Toronto sports. This has now become a small mini-series. Uh, you've probably already heard the episode of uh, with myself and Dave. Uh, we are taking a different approach on it this time around. Kyle, who knows nothing about sports, is going to give his take. <laughs> Here's another guy who doesn't know anything about sports. Dave was like, I don't really follow baseball, but uh, they didn't do very well. Like, That's correct. <laughs> Well, here, here's here's the angle that I think works best. By the way, it's um, 20, 10 to 11 on a beautiful Tuesday morning. Uh, you're supposed to be doing work for Brian Smith. No. Not Brian Smith. Not supposed to. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be there later. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> and uh, he's currently on vacation uh, at Blue Mountain with his lovely wife celebrating their anniversary. Kyle's got keys to his house. We might go take a shit in his toilet. We don't know yet. But uh, you can hear Brian Smith on Couch Critics Canada, one of our favorite podcast that being said Kyle you are you're not really a sports fan you are a sports fan but you're not a, you're not a heavy sports guy fair to say correct so I don't I don't watch any regular season anything of any sport okay uh, I may catch highlights on um, on my phone or you know in the group chat whatever's going on or whatever you guys post that, 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 that's about it and then but it, when it comes to playoffs I will watch most any sport yeah. playoff because it's exciting it's the best of the best blah 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 uh, and usually we're in a pool 
so mm-hmm. um, I, I get I get into it that way. Um, You're the complete opposite of me when it comes to football. Like I don't give a shit about. Actually, I don't even give a shit about playoff playoff football playoffs. But I do kind of give a shit about the Super Bowl. You do okay. Oh no, let me rephrase that. I don't give a shit about the Super Bowl. I just kind of care who's in it and who wins, and the halftime show, which is. Every year, more and more ridiculous of why I don't even watch it because I don't even care that much about it. It was a, once a spectacle that now has just become overshadowing the game most most times. Anyways. That's just to get the uh, women and children involved. Yeah, it's fair weather fans. Yeah. And fans of, uh, who is it this year? Rihanna. Rihanna. Anyways, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so what I think is going to be interesting is your approach because... I know you do it to bust chops sometimes in a group chat, but what it comes down to it is, uh, in our group chat, you are very much the anti-Leaf fan fan. Anti-Toronto fan this anti-Toronto year. Anti-Toronto fan I even fan. got to be anti-Blue uh, Jays this year. For all of 10 Cause, seconds. Because they blew it, and I believe I was the only person to pick Seattle uh, in the first round. Everybody else picked Toronto, and, yep. you know... History shows that Toronto usually loses in the first round in some drastic fashion, dramatic fashion. I mean, I enjoy your ball busting because for me, it's kind of like it's low grade ball busting in the sense of it's like it's very playful. It's like here's a meme that you've already probably seen ten times, but I'm gonna put it in your face again. Oh, I love it. You know, maybe you'll suck it this time if I put it in your face again. But um, I, I, I honestly enjoy the banter of it because I'm like, what, what. What is Kyle going to say about this now? Well, all you fucking nut riders yeah. just... We're, oh, we're, Leafs are the best. They're going to win. This is the year. They're the best. Oh, they finished first in the regular season. Oh, they this, this, blah, 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 blah. Someone's got to be the juxtaposition in this conversation. Yeah, that's Neil. Uh, <laughs> it's supposed to be well, Neil's, Neil's juxtaposition for himself. He, 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 he says one thing one day and then says he, the opposite a week he later. He loves whatever team isn't the Toronto Maple Leafs or whoever's playing the Leafs or whoever just beat the Leafs. That's who he's a fan of. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And this year, the Ottawa Senators finally decided to do something of relevance. And, you know, they should have a decent team. They should have a decent team. I don't know if they have, a, like, a playoff-bound contender. Uh, but they have a decent team, so that should be... They should be decent. They should be okay. If, I, if you say so. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. One uh, Alfredson, he's on the team. Going to the Hall of Fame. Or in the Hall of Fame now. What did they just announce? I think he's become part of their management team now or something. Anyways. Okay. Yeah, anyways. Um, okay, so let, I'll lay it out. Okay. Okay? This is my stance on Toronto sports. Um, when it comes to watching any of the uh, Toronto sports, it's the only thing on TV. If I want to watch hockey, I have to watch Toronto play whoever they're playing. Because I've tried to switch teams. I, I thought I'd be the Seattle team, but they're West Coast, so I, do I want to stay up till 10 o'clock to watch a game? You know, do I want to tape a game and watch it the next day? That's not going to happen. Um, I tried switching to another East, like East, Eastern team. Or well, I don't even know what. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, okay, you, uh, there you go. Um, you know, but like seven o'clock on a Saturday, it's, it's Toronto, right? Yeah. Um, so then I tried being like, well, I'll just watch whatever team. I'll root for whatever team Toronto's playing for. But the the, the, the truth of the matter is, I'm a Toronto fan. I want to see them succeed, and when they do, uh, yeah, I'll be at the parade, and, and yes, I will take I will take all the ribbing from all of you losers in the group chat who are like, oh, I thought you weren't a Toronto fan, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I am uh, today. I am today because this is obviously epic and like you it, know, it hasn't happened decades in, in the making 60, for each team, well, hockey wise, yeah, ninety three for for Toronto, whatever, but um, or the, for the Blue Jays. Um, so yeah, when that comes and the playoffs come and any of these teams make it past the first round, it will be exciting and I will be right there watching and whatever. But Until I, then. I, I have been able to take the uh, what's I don't know what the word is to take the like the passion right out of my fandom the emotion. No, because I, I still I still have a. I still have some emotion. It's Are just you, the laughing emotion. Like, when the Leafs lose in the first round after being up 3-1 in a series multiple years in a row, I'm laughing. There's there's emotion there. Right. But, like, I'm not I'm not beating myself up. I'm not sitting there all year going, oh, my God, they're going to... This is the year. They they signed so-and-so, and they, they did this in the first round, and a heart trophy this, and, right, right, right. you know, best line in hockey. Blah, blah. I don't fucking care, because it doesn't mean anything until they do something. Fair. So I've taken it all away. I don't hold any, like... Like, 
diehardness. I don't. I don't know what the word is. I, I, Passion. I, was, I don't know. I was. I was. Yeah, maybe diehardness is is probably close enough to it. I know that Dave and I speaking last night. Um, that Montreal series <laughs> yeah. did that. Did that to me because honestly, like I for two weeks couldn't even deal with sports in general. And that was the year of. COVID lockdown and you devoted every, you watched every single regular every season single game, game. Yeah. you're like I was invested like, you were you were like this is the the one year you invested everything because because on paper on paper they should have made it past Montreal yeah. on paper they they, they, they could have been a legit Stanley Cup contender uh, I mean of course you know you never really know what the teams are going to end up looking like at the end of the season but excuse me at the beginning of the season you definitely had that feeling that you're like okay well this team on paper looks really good and that makes me really excited. The downside is you know, where they don't do well, the emotional tie, the, and also it's just like, then you start doing the fucking math, and you're like, okay, every game's like two and a half to three hours, there's 82 games, I pretty much watch every single game. Yeah, there's COVID going on, so I didn't have to be, I didn't have to be at work. Yeah. You know? So family life was in, covered. Yeah, yeah and kids were in bed for pretty much every every uh, game anyways so it was like oh whatever you know and it's, a, it's the first time in my life that i've watched every game of the season which i don't even think that should be something an adult should hang their hat on because that's more like a young person's game but here's what i'm getting at i think the point is that i think you might be just more mature than all of us in the group because you're like yeah i can separate it because at the end of the day this is just entertainment it's not my life and that that's a that's a good point i never, I never actually thought of it like that but yeah at the end of the day I'm not devoted to any team. I don't have any jerseys. I don't, you know, I, I think I have a Blue Jays hat that I bought when we went to the Blue Jays game mm-hmm. for your birthday or whatever. And, um, you know, like, I'm not I'm not a diehard sports fan where I'm like, you know, I've got a room decorated with the team and yeah. I'm, I'm like... As like, you're I, in the studio. Yeah, like, <laughs> look, I've got a business, a family, or this or that, like, yeah. my own things. And I, I don't really watch TV all that much at all. So... I don't have hours and hours to devote to any sport. However, it's entertaining. I've played sports. I love sports. I love most sports. Um, and I will watch the shit out of playoffs because it's so exciting. It's a much better brand so exciting. of sport. And then, when, and then when you get involved in things like our, our pool, then you know there's that little extra totally you know bit that, that uh, gets you excited. So you know I want to watch. I see what happens. And, and there's, there really is nothing more entertaining than an exciting playoff game seven feel totally right but okay. in the playoff in the regular season i don't give two shits well game, game <laughs> sevens are fantastic to watch as, you know as long as they're not blowouts especially if you're not a leaf fan yeah right because they're so exciting one, one of the one of the ongoing uh threads of the conversation with dave yesterday was that the leafs toronto teams make whatever team wins that game seven against them look like a fucking disney movie yeah, you know, like you, we can talk about the Boston series, where uh, you know the first Boston series uh, loss was a blowout. Then the second Boston series three one loss. Uh, Leafs were never really in it, but you know they were. It was a more competitive game. The Montreal series game seven loss, ne- never really in the game. And being up three one in the series, yeah, and well, losing three straight. Well, that also is 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 like that's the hardest thing, really. But that just shows like that just shows a defeated team, right? Like the team that no, they, a weakness got exposed, and then the, they couldn't band aid fix the weakness. It always feels to me like Toronto Maple Leafs are the best team on paper, best players, whatever. They come out guns blazing. They take that lead, even in a game where they're up three one. Like the Boston, that one Boston series where they gave up four goals in eleven minutes or whatever, or three. Goals oh, sorry, minutes. yeah, that's the one. I, yeah, sorry, right? I, yeah, I misquoted that one. Yeah. So you know that, or or in a series, they're up three one against Montreal, and, and you know it should be in the bag. But the then bag. they 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 go back on their heels, and then as a non Leaf fan, you just sit back and go, Here "Oh, this is gonna be epic!" Because yeah, all these fans all the are like just flooding to your dick. And you're like, uh, oh, my sports boner is getting so hard right now. And then now we're at a point where even Leaf fans. And you're up three one in a series. You don't have no. it that in the bag feeling. You no, have the you have dread almost. You have like fuck. Just please end the series. Please one yeah. series. Yep. Just end it. And then they lose the next game. It's okay. It's okay. We got two more. And then they lose game six. And you're like, well, you're, you're you throw your hands up. You're like, well, we already lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you already feel defeated because the recent history has been so horrible for Toronto sports. And now Dave and I were saying last night too. I think I'm gonna reference it a lot, but 
the Raptors are like the exception to the rule because the Raptors, of course, win in Game 6 against the Golden State Warriors to win their first championship 2019, a couple years removed. And I was explaining this uh, with Dave. Is like 2020, the Raptors weren't even in Toronto. So, you know, we were disconnected from that even though it was, you know, a, a year of celebration. And then they come back in 2021 they make the playoffs when no one expected them to make the playoffs and that's a win because when your team isn't expected to do very well and they do make the playoffs you're like okay whatever even if they lose the first round which they did it's still better than we expected yeah you screw yourself on a high draft pick and you know baseball is one of those one of those sports where your draft picks don't really matter because there's just an influx of like 700 players every year in the league and unless they're like a runaway like uh, Bryce Harper or you know, I would say Vladdy, but he wasn't in the draft. But anyways, high like you have your number one overall, and outside of that, it really doesn't matter because baseball, there's just way too many people. But basketball is a team where one draft pick, and we saw with Scotty Barnes, a good draft pick can change your team. And the Raptors, are like, well, we we think we can contend. They contend, and then you know you end up with a first round exit and maybe a middle of the pack draft pick instead of maybe like a top five or top ten draft pick. But outside out of the side of the Raptors, the Leafs. Since not making the playoffs for so long, 2015 cracking the playoffs and then losing every year since 2015. So what is that? That accumulates six straight seasons of first-round exits. Heartbreaking. And, yeah, I mean, it's a punchline, but also becomes, like, the norm. And then you're like, well, this is a new norm. I don't feel that bad because this is what we do. We just fucking get our shit kicked in. First round by a team. I mean, last year, I think everyone gives Toronto a decent pass, even though they were winning game six and couldn't hold the lead and lost in overtime, then lost in game seven. A very good game seven, which I didn't watch. Uh, I watched it pacing around in the airport on other people's screens as I walked by. I watched it at a drive in while my kids are watching a movie. I was in the front of my truck on my phone, and I, I could only stream it by watching uh, Chris uh, Dangle. Steve Dangle. Steve Dangle. I watched his. What do you call it? Oh, he's a simulcast. Uh, simulcast, yeah. 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 <laughs> so that was the only way I could watch it. But um, laughing the whole time. Um, is is it is it is it a genuine laugh or is it more like if I don't laugh I'll cry? Because that's usually when I laugh. Right, it's a genuine laugh. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I'm an, I'm I'm removed enough, and I don't care all that much. Like I'm not again I'm not tied to the Leafs. Like it's not my. You do have a Toronto Maple Leaf hat though. Nope. Yeah. I used to. Wow. Since your last birthday or your birthday before last that you got rid of it? Cause you I wore have a it. Blue Jay one. You have a Maple Leaf one that you wore at your when you had those people at your house during COVID. When we slapped the shit out of each other? Yeah. Or no, where you slapped the shit out of me and I just... You slapped me. You uh, got one. I, I, I have the... Somebody slapped me. I'm pretty sure it was you. Really? Mm-hmm. And you remember it? Because usually if I slap you, you probably won't remember. I remember. It still hurts. Maybe I don't remember. Yeah, you definitely don't remember. Um... <clears throat> Shit, I lost uh, hat. The hat. Anyways, I, I might, I might have yeah. a least hat. I used to have some jerseys, but I don't have any jerseys. But my point is, I'm not, I'm not tied to it. So, like, for me, I really, genuinely do get enjoyment out of watching them crumble. That's crazy. I know it's so bad to say, but, but like you were, like you were saying about the Raptors when they're not expected to do anything, but then they make the playoffs. That's a win. Yeah. But the Leafs, correct me if I'm wrong, have been expected. To do better, oh, yeah. far better than what they've produced in the last couple years, especially, and and have epic meltdowns, like epic, epic this, meltdowns. This, this is the best uh, analogy or comparison I can I can I can tell you is let's say you're on a dating app and you're swiping, you're like, oh my god, this is a fucking ten out of ten. The Leafs are a ten out of ten. They're they have the best score in the league and maybe the best score in their franchise history. Um, who is Entering in the midst of his prime right now, 25 years old. You know, we remember when we were 25, the world couldn't hold us down. We were on fire. So you have that in Austin Matthews. You know, you the the Leafs, if you run, especially, let's say, last year's lineup, is a really nice-looking team. Fantastic. Okay? So you're swiping on this app. You're like, oh, my God, a 10. Thumbs up. And then she thumbs up. I don't really know how it works. She thumbs up you back, and you guys go on a date. And the first date is like the end of the regular season, where you're like, this team's fucking awesome. I am so in love. We are rolling. We match on so many things. Everything's so good. Can't wait for a second date. Can't wait. The second date happens, and she's like, <laughs> she's like, you know what? I'm totally into it too. Let's. Go. I, you know, I had such a good time on our date. Let's go on a second date. And the second date is the first round of the playoffs. 
where the date starts really good, the food's really good, you guys are enjoying your company, and you, know, you got maybe one or two glasses of wine going, and you're like, you you get you get I you get the dessert. Getting, you you're yeah. like she's like oh you want to go back to my place. I'm 100%. like yes. You get there and then she pulls out her dick. And that's game seven. And that's game seven. <laughs> Um, and then you're like, and then, you know, it's game seven overtime. You're like, well, if I suck yours, will you suck mine? <laughs> Can you suck mine first? <laughs> and she says, no, and that, that's game yeah, seven. That's, that's, game like, seven. that's overtime loss. Um, you know, it's, it's that's just what it's been like, you know, for the least. I, I want to hammer home it's mostly the least because, you know, the Jays were expected to do a lot, and they sold the fan base on, like, this year we're contending. This year, all of our young guys are a little bit older. They're a little bit more experienced. We signed Gosman. You know, we signed Barrios. We have so much more to offer. We have a lot going on. We're ready to roll. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, we can't beat the Seattle Mariners, who are, I don't want to take away from it, they're a good team. And baseball doesn't give a shit because they're, they're like Pacific Northwest, so they don't, like, no one gives a shit. I, so, I don't, was it you when we talked about it before the playoffs or whatever, a couple days ago, whatever it was? Uh, or did I hear it on the radio? But they somebody told me, um, we j- if we make the oh it was Ben it was Ben um, if we make the playoffs the only team we don't want to play is Seattle. Seattle would be the hardest team. He's like he's like we could play I, I don't know I don't know right, who the right, other team whatever. fucking uh, Tampa would they have played possibly uh, Tampa Tampa or um, Cleveland not Cleveland yeah Cleveland. Or Cleveland, and like yeah. we could beat those teams. Seattle would no. be the worst team to play. No, I would not. Because that was that. what was in my head when I made that pick. Honestly, Seattle, Seattle was a team that I would most likely want to play, just because I felt like offensively they would be better. The Jays would be better, and um, I mean they were for a half, uh, two thirds of one game. Um, but uh, I thought I thought Cleveland would have been a horrible matchup because I think Cleveland's a, a sneaker of a team. And uh, Tampa Bay, you never want to play Tampa Bay because obviously the history of Toronto and Tampa sports franchises battling against each other. That is bad, yeah. And you know what's funny is like I went to go see a Tampa Bay Rays versus Blue Jays in Tampa this year, and early in the season in May, I was expecting like the Jays to like easily clean up this team. They were injury ridden. They were on like a ten game losing streak at the time, and of course they break the streak against the Jays at the game I'm at in Tampa, which is a piece of shit stadium. If I haven't told it before on the podcast, it's move that team out of that piece of shit and move them to Montreal to a real piece of shit, so at least it can be pieces of shit playing in a real piece of shit. But this is what this is what this podcast is about. No, let's get back into Toronto sports. Okay. So again, I want to hammer hammer home the thread that it is the Leafs that are the major disappointment in the city. The Jays are now the new disappointment in the city. The Raptors are the darlings right now. The Argos, I don't know if anybody's watching. The Argos still play in Toronto? They play in Markham now. I don't know. But outside of that, when you think of like the Toronto sports, it's the Leafs that really need to make it over the hump. It's the Leafs that have burned everybody so badly. The Jays had the setback in 85, which, again, is a little bit too late for us, uh, too early for us. They had the success in the 90s. Outside of that, they've been outside of the 92-93 season and maybe the 94 half-ridden season, which are still pretty competitive. They've been pretty much shit since 2015. 2015 and was a decent year. 2015, you know what was, was uh, Batista Donaldson, Double E. In Carson. Yeah. I can never say his name on first try. I know. Edwin Incarcion. That's not even my nah, Yeah. Anyways, we know who we're talking about. Yeah. But Did he throw out the first pitch? He threw out the first pitch in the first game. Yeah, And then yeah, I yeah. think Joey Bats was the second cool. game. Cool. Uh, which is cool. I guess Donaldson playing for the Yankees, so it doesn't count. But um, you know, the, the Jays, even though they have recent disappointment, if you look back at that 2015 series against Kansas City, or maybe it was 2016, but I think it's 2015. That series against Kansas City, they could have and should have won. You go, you think back at that home run with that hillbilly who stuck his glove out and and caught the ball, even though his arm was past the the line that would be counted as a home run. Um, you look at those things, and that you know, you, maybe you can hang your hat on that. You're like, okay, well, this got fan interference, would then led them to losing that game. Sorry, are you done your point? Yeah, I, I want to jump in on that because because yeah. that's an interesting point of like, there have been so many instances where Toronto teams have been screwed oh, yeah. by like um, Gretzky's non-call, yeah, you yeah, know, 94. by the, the the ref or uh, the ref. And or then, and then there's uh, yeah that catch that interference possible fan interference on that game that you're talking about, 
and then there's uh, like what else? Like um, there's, there's a, ton of them. a bunch of non-calls in the Leafs. You know what I mean? Like I mean, there's always complaints about um, um, the refs in hockey, how they put the whistles away at certain times, right. and then whatever, um, or or non-calls that weren't called, or offsides that don't get called, and then they, they end up scoring on that play, and like like there's been a lot of things like that where where they've been screwed. At just pivotal points, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm making this up because, again, I, I, I'm not really good with memory, no, but, but my point is like, they, they could be up 3-1 in the series, right, against Montreal, and they could lose game four, whatever it is what it is, then lose game five, sorry, game five and then game six, and then you're going into game seven, and then that one call in the third period that should have been called high stick that didn't get called, and then they go down and they, they score, and you're just like, well, fuck, like... It, it did. I mean, I'm sure it happens to every team. Sure, but, but it know. just, it just. And on that note too, it's like if if you did you watch Game Two, the Jays Game Two against the Mariners? I did not. Okay, so that last inning where Mariners are now up, uh, was it uh, nine eight, nine eight, or was it 10 10-9. That's the final was ten nine. So I don't yeah, know. so yeah, so the, it's the bottom of the ninth. Danny Jansen's up. He gets a call strike, uh, called a pitch called strike. It is six inches off the plate, and even the broadcasters, because I was streaming it, and I was watching the American, the ESPN feed, and even the American broadcasters were like, wow, that wasn't even close. Oh, wow. You know, and, you you know, we hear because we, we watch, I'd say most of Toronto's sports live broadcast, they're homers who are the guys representing the, uh, the broadcast. You you look outside of Toronto radio and they're all like fucking like shitheads like Steve Simmons, you know. But outside of that, when you're watching an unbiased ESPN broadcast, then for sure, for sure, you okay? You okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm just looking for my water. There, it is. Uh, for sure, it's like when they're calling and you're like, okay, well, good. I'm not, I'm glad it's not just us noticing it. And you know, Danny Jensen gets called out on strikes. Who's three for four in that game and red hot as a player. You know, you think to yourself, oh, you got a guy on second base. You got Boba Shett on second base. Danny Jansen. Hot hitter. Hot hitter. They're going to tie the game. They're going to tie the game. Of course they're going to tie the game. This is what they live for, right? But just on on that note, it's like the umpires, you know, for whatever reason, I don't even want to get into the whole conspiracy. It's not a a conspiracy against Toronto. It just... Well, in it this is, one, but, it isn't. But, but you said it happens to every team, right? It's just we're focusing on our team, for sure. And then it's in the fucking ninth, and all the things you just laid out—you know, the hot hitter, runner on second, yeah, yeah. down by only one run. Here we go. This is it. And then a bullshit fucking call. Oh. So of course we, you know, laser yeah. our, yeah, our yeah, eyes yeah. right on that Hyper one fucking thing. On yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is and 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 it sucks. And why does it always happen to us? You yeah. know. And but it happens to everybody. It's it just unfortunate everybody. that it happens during. A playoff game where you know there there's this unprecedented, un, uh, unbelievable comeback that the Mar- the Mariners have put together, and uh, and then it happens to end the game, and then you're like, okay, well, we were destined for greatness, we were projected to be better, we shit the bed. This is my biggest fear. Now we lose, you know, one year on on you know George Springer's contract, um, Gosman's contract, Vladdy, Vladdy. We have to sign next year, right? Vladdy and Bo, I think, are both next year. You're losing uh, Dan, one. And, uh, um, oh, shoot. Uh, Hernandez, uh, Teo, he's this year. But, you know, it's interesting with him, just a side note, is he he could probably go to five, probably 10 teams that would want an uh, okay fielder and a pretty decent batter. Um, but he was so bad this year that he might, you know, he might have lost himself a really sweetheart deal with the Jays. But, anyways, that, we'll see what happens in the offseason. The Jays have a lot to do, plus. It should be a pretty decent offseason for the Jays to, to sign some players. Because, you know, you got these guys like Vladdy and Bo who are really going to be the catalyst. you got George Springer who can hopefully be healthy enough because his tenure with the Blue Jays, even though this year was an incredible year for, the, for George Springer, the big thing has been, and for now his tenure as a Blue Jay, injuries. Right. Okay. Oblique last year, elbow this year. So, okay, so this, this made me think of a point. Um... Not that it's a conspiracy. I don't want to use the word conspiracy, it's a conspiracy. but it's um, the midnight owl. just timing, bad timing. Like it seems like all these losses or these bad umpire calls are timing related. Like like it's just why in the 
game seven? Why the ninth inning? Right. Why it's us? called consistency. It happened all season, but now we're seeing it just sure because we're, we're every play. But is timing wise, now look. Let's look at these signings and these trades and these things that have to happen. Um, like I personally don't think Matthews is going to stay with us when it comes to the next signing because you're an idiot. Because you're an idiot. Probably say it because you're. A, because I'm an, I, I am I'm an idiot, and I know nothing. Don't take yeah. anything that I say exactly. sports related as anything of intelligence. Listen, Austin, but my, but, listen, sixteen, whatever you want, sixteen million a year. No, you got it. But my my point is, my point is, timing wise, you have the 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 Leafs who have done nothing in the playoffs. Correct. And now you have a Matthews who um, is the best player in hockey, arguably, mm-hmm. and can go anywhere and sign for as much as he wants wherever. Um, within the cap, um, why would he sign with a team that has a pr- track record of never doing anything, right? Or well, or the Blue Jays? Why is Vlad it, like? Um, my point is, if the Blue Jays made it to the second or the 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 DS and the CS, you know, then maybe the, he'd be more inclined to take a hometown discount or right. or sign with Bobachet because oh, we we obviously have something here. Come up together. We have magic. We've yeah. we've proven ourselves now. But you keep losing. <laughs> Like the Leafs keep losing, and now the the Blue Jays not really doing coming up to expectations. So then, when it comes to signing time, why the fuck would I sign with a team that has a track record of doing nothing? I'm going to go somewhere else. And in my opinion, you know, and I don't think that's a bad approach. But I would counter that with stuff like this, and we'll talk specifically about Matthews and the Leafs, and then we'll talk about Bo and Vladdy. But Matthews and the Leafs, the big thing is the Leafs spend more money than any other team on everything outside of the ice which means they have the absolute best training facility in the world for hockey they have the absolute best sports doctors in the world for hockey they have you're you're literally the most important person in the city when you play for the Toronto Maple Leafs um that celebrity that goes with it plus you can go and play in Arizona yeah right? but the celebrity doesn't matter when you're losing because everybody hates you yeah, but I think I think Matthew specifically is just he's done so much. You can't hate him. You can't hate him. He's a heart winner. He's the best uh, yeah. best player in Toronto's I history, mean, or will prove to be, especially if he signs again. Yeah, and and I, I you know I believe he will because the Leafs will do whatever it takes to sign him, and I I think that even lets you know if you like a guy like Willie Nylander, a guy like Mitch Marner, uh, even John Tavares, they're making big coin, but. The least to probably let all those guys walk before Matthews because again he's the reigning MVP. Why wouldn't you do anything in your power and give him whatever you want? Even if Matthews wants to, who has to go, more power though in that situation, the player or the ooh. management? Because like, because if, I mean, if you if, if you're if you're Matthews and you're gonna you're gonna let your assist your assist man go, you know Marner, yeah, Marner, yeah. you know you're gonna let him go. And then you're gonna also get rid of our second line. I, you know, then it's like, why would I stay here? Yeah. Okay. So I don't think I, to, to clarify. I don't think that they would let those guys walk if they were also locked. No, but you're just right? saying hypothetically. Yeah. You like, keep the best and let those guys. Yeah. Because I mean, obviously, he's like, look, the model is Crosby and Ovechkin, and those those guys before you know, like you look at the Lindros era where he didn't want to play in Quebec City and he put his foot down, and said, "I'm not playing here," and they shipped him out. And that was like the beginning of the like young players being like, I'm gonna do what I want. But then there's the guys who were inspired by guys like Stevie Eiserman, who was a career long Red Wing. And because of that, these guys was look at Ovechkin and Crosby, both staying put, probably not gonna go play anywhere else, probably gonna end their careers with the team they started their career with. And you know, Nathan Kinnan looks like he's gonna be like that too. There's uh Lange Scout is uh butchered that one. But um all these guys are look look like they're gonna be tenure with the, with their teams. I think Matthews of that elk where he'll want to stay with Toronto and see how far he can go before a rebuild happens. So that means the core, you know, listen, until it happens, if, if he signs a five-year deal and he's like, listen, I've got Mitch, Willie, John Tavares, Morgan Riley. I have all these guys here that I've played with my whole career. We're going to do another kick at the can. We're going to make it happen. I'm going to give this five more years. Yeah, but they've already had, what, two, three kicks at the can. No, they've had... Two? Four, four or five kicks. That's what I mean. Like, at what point does a Matthew say, this group, as much as I love them, isn't getting us to the next level? Yeah. At what point do you say, because it's not about money, because it's a cap, right? There's a cap in hockey, right. so he's going to make 16 here or 16.5 somewhere else? Yeah. Do you know I, what I mean? Like, so I, it's not about money, but then there's like, there's the Justin Bieber factor. Does he go out mm. west? 
you know, or does he go to Phoenix to his hometown? No, why would you? First I, of all, I, I hear you. Yeah, no. Or do you go? Phoenix. Do you go to anywhere in Florida because the tax breaks and because Tampa Bay Lightning have been obviously amazing? Like, do, there, there are so many factors. What what would keep him here other than your your? Oh well, I want to be the ten year and I want to go down in history as the best Leaf, which would be pretty epic because, go. I mean, that's pretty epic. But I, is that enough, or I is a cup this, more important? So I believe. A cup is what all hockey players play for, but I also believe that at certain points, great players are like, "Listen, I'm just gonna be great, and I'm not gonna get that." Like get a Vetchkin, because he's only had one cup. He's had one cup, and he, that was late in late in his. Uh, what was that? 20, 2019 that they got their. Yeah, cup? that was late or for was, him. It was really late. So or 2020. He was already committed to. No, 2020 was no, it was 18 or 19. No, 19 because it was it was St. Louis. Anyways, whatever, it doesn't matter. But but he he committed to the Capitals. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hands down, before he had won that cup, uh, uh, Crosby had won several already. Right. Yeah. So like yeah. he's he's fine. He can he can ride off into the sunset. Of course. But if you're if you're Matthews in this situation, okay. In so a team that here just, here is a Leafs a Leafs wordism for sure, and it's definitely a Kyle Dubis. There's always term, next year. <laughs> but yeah, there's always next year. But it's the trust trust the process, right? You know, like I think last year they struck gold with Michael Bun- Bunting being on the team. They had it with Zach Hyman. The thing about Zach Hyman is he was a workhorse and he could dig out pucks and he could do these things. The guy couldn't finish and was like known as the uh, best open net scorer on the team because he would be on the ice when the team had the goalie pulled and they'd give him the open shot, whatever. Michael Bunting is a slightly better offensive talent, not as good against the boards um, as, as, as Hyman was, is, but... I think they have a good chemistry there. And I think it's good enough to get Michael Bunting in another contract next year at the end of the season uh, for next year and you keep these three guys together. Or something along the line unless something else pops up. I think Matt, the Matthews contract talk goes like this. How much... I'm Kyle Dubas. And you're Austin Matthews' agent, whoever he is. Uh, dear Austin Matthews' agent, thank you so much for coming in today. Appreciate your time. How much and for how long? Uh, any other team, please. Yeah, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, like, he, he, he can get whatever amount... He whatever wants. he asks Whatever for, he whatever wants, there's no he doubt get. He, he, he will get. Yes. The question is, A, well, can the Leafs do it? Right. And B, if they can't, can they work something out with him? Is he willing to stay? Does he want to have that 10-year here? So, Does he want to go down as the best Leaf in history? Does he want to... Even yeah, if it means potentially no cup? there, too. You know. And if they sign him and then they go, oh yeah, by the way, now that we've signed you, that's great, but we have to do a rebuild. And like, oh, is yeah. he going to go through that no, again? I, Fuck no. There's no way you'd keep a generational talent during a rebuild. That's what I'm saying. Unless just... you're Pittsburgh or Washington, who both now, did. but they did retooling. They didn't really do like a full. But let let let's fast forward to the end of the next season. You know, the Leafs obviously lose Game Seven, Round One again. <laughs> And wait to to the Buffalo Sabers. Like just pick pick, pick a pick a team. Whatever the eight seed is. Oh whoever, my god! I would who, die. Whoever finishes the eight in the eight seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever the playoff structure is. They keep changing the playoff structure in every it's sport, so and it drives me fucking. Yeah. So you know they lose game seven. Okay. And it comes to signing time again. And um, um, but even before that, if they lose game seven, if they lose in the playoffs early, if to they don't. Ottawa. If they don't make the playoffs, if they lose to a shit team like Ottawa, Buffalo, whatever, um, they might not do a, a, a rebuild. But Dubis is gone, Shanahan's gone. They're gonna, they, I mean, they're gonna I do the back imagine. office stuff because, like, they're, they're, they have the on they paper the best re- team. They can't rerun it back. They can't do it again for the <sighs> third time in a row. You're right. They're, they're right. There's some kind of shakeup that has to happen. Here's what. Here's the hard selling point for me is the Shanna plan has been working in the regular season. But, you know, when they, when he came in and when he brought Lou Lamorello and Kyle Dubas in and, and uh, Dale Hunter and all these guys, the plan was to change the outlook of the Toronto Maple Leafs in the sense of, like, people are going to want to sign here. And you saw that. You saw that with Jason Spezza, Mike Giordano, John Tavares, these guys, uh, Wayne Simmons. Like, a lot of these guys wanted to play in this new-look Leafs because before, these guys were really unsheltered and, you know, athletes got, like, kicked around in Toronto. They changed the way that people perceive Toronto in that sense. So that's a big win. Now, the amount of money that MLS has made 
MLSC has made from the Maple Leafs since the turnaround. I mean, obviously, drafting Austin Matthews first overall was a definite big win. But the team has been incredible since then, all in the regular season. Of course, that playoff success isn't there, but there's a lot of other success to look at. There is, for sure. So, yeah, I agree. You know, there's a good chance that front office gets shaken up. But what if Larry Tenenbaum and Bell and Rogers come to the table as the Maple Leafs ownership and say, like, listen, I think we're still really close. And I think this five-year plan that you put together, I think we're going to give it seven years. And maybe they just they read him up for two more years, even though Shanahan signed a contract at the end of last season, so he's probably safe. It's more of um, Dubis who would be on the uh, cutting board. But here's a question. I heard this on the radio, and it blew my mind. If Kyle Dubis gets fired, would he get another job in the NHL? I think so. I, I, I don't know near enough about that you topic. Don't. But I would, why? This, it's, not, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. He put together a fantastic it's, team on it's paper. It's COVID's fault. That has anybody. proved. It's COVID's fault. The conspiracy, again, it comes back for me, it comes back to timing. It's bad timing, bad luck, bad luck with uh, referee calls, bad luck with COVID, bad luck with injuries, well, bad luck with. I say COVID because. so much. Because of COVID and playing in the bubble and doing all these things that the players voted and approved. That's why the, the cap isn't moving right now because there's a lot of money they need to pay back and that's why the cap isn't moving. Now, when the Shanna plan started, I mean, nobody knew COVID was even going to be a thing. It became a thing. It changed the plans. So if I'm ownership, I say, listen, listen, boys, I think we're still really close. I want to keep doing what you're doing. I think they did that this year. Because there was, at the end of this, I mean, okay, the wound was fresh. But right when they lost, the talk was, what do we do? Do we keep the core or do we fire management? Right? Like, that was the talk from what I remember hearing. And like, no, they said, you know what, let's keep them because it's not their fault. We're going to run it back. Let's run it back. So this is their second chance. If they fucking okay, botch uh, it again, like, you have to do something. So, now, I I, I love Steve Dangle. You've mentioned him already. I think, I mean, yeah, he's crazy. I, yeah, the yelling can be too much sometimes. But Steve Dangle... I think, disagree. It's perfect. <laughs> it's good I for you. I, I really believe that even though... Steve Dangle is um, a little bit of a caricature of himself. I also believe that he is a really good hockey mind. And one of the things that he always breaks down is like, he said this too. He's like, if Kyle Dubas was to get fired, it would be a whole 20 minutes before he had a new job on his, on his, waiting for him. You know, the guy is that kind of hockey mind. When he breaks down the Leafs, he says, you know, last year was a little bit of an anomaly. Uh, they played a really good Tampa team that's coming off back-to-back wins that still went to the cup finals. It's hard to be mad when you lose against a team. And honestly, all the naysayers, yourself included, I don't think they can take a ton away. Uh, I don't think you can take a strip off the Leafs for that series. It was the first game, win 5 nothing. Second game, what is it? I think they won, and then they ended up losing the third game, fourth game, maybe winning the fifth game, losing the sixth game, losing the seventh game. So, I mean, that's a, a really impressive Tampa team. Here's the thing. Each year, individually, going back the last five years, let's say, you lose one of those years the way they did, you're like, oh, that sucks, bad luck. The problem has been they've strung together five fucking years of it. Yeah, yeah. That's the fucking killer. Where you're like, every year you're like, oh, regular season, they're the fucking best, this is it. They make that right trade for a Giordano or a fucking... um, Whomever. Whomever, um, Spezza that one year. Colin Blackwood. You're like, you're like, fuck, this is (laughs) it. And then you're up 3-1 in a series and you fucking lose. And yes, that team goes on to the Stanley Cup and you're like, okay, well, at least you can hang your hat on that. I guess. But it's just bad timing. This is the conspiracy for me is not a conspiracy it's just bad luck timing okay so so here's the other thing too it's like you can hang your hat on on okay well we lost to uh let's say the last you lost to um washington on their way to a cup yep you lost to montreal on the way to the cup finals you lost in boston on the way to the cup finals you lost to tampa on the way to the cup finals the Columbus one is one that we missed out on. The Columbus one, we, you're playing in the bubble, uh, the play-in, whatever you want to call it. That was horseshit because that was a team that they could have beat and should have beat. Uh, but they, but Columbus did to the Leafs what they had done to Tampa 
right before Tampa went on their tear. Like they, 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 uh, Tampa undermined them. They came out and kicked their ass. They made, they embarrassed them. And Tampa came back, and then they came back on an insane tear. Now the Leafs didn't do that. Whatever. What I, the only thing that I can, I, I hold. The only thing I hold near and dear to the Leafs losing uh, to those teams that eventually made it to the Cup final was like, hey, if they get that bounce, they get that call, whatever the case is, the, the, the story changes, they go to the Cup final. Now, if they went to the Cup final and lost, I'd be almost even more pissed. Really? In the, because, you know what, like, co- the conference, winning the conference is one thing. It's like, okay, it's like a small achievement. It's a fucking, you know, whatever, the what I can't remember, the... Um, not the President's Trophy, but whatever you get for winning the Eastern Conference. I can't remember what it is right now. But the goal is always the cup. So, yeah, you get the fucking bullshit President's Trophy for being the top team in the league. Okay, cool, whatever. It's it's a trophy, I guess. You know, I'm a trophy fanatic. I'll take it. You win the Eastern Conference. Well, okay, right now a win is just get past the first round. That's that's the funniest thing listening but, to Leaf fans. is like, we just need to pass the first round. Yeah. And I believe you get that monkey off your back, they probably win the cup. Listen, now I know I know you don't know, but there was five or six years where Pittsburgh and Washington would meet up in the first round, two powerhouses, and Pittsburgh would always own Washington until the one year that Ovechkin and the Caps beat the Pens. Got the monkey off their back, and right? They win the cup that year. No, they did not. Oh, okay. I think they won it two or three years after that. But the point is, like, you know, very rarely do you get these big jumps where you're like a first round knockout over the last five years to Stanley Cup Finals. It doesn't usually happen where you you oh now you're in the second round. like for no, example, but Colorado for example but you just said these last five years have been we, the Leafs have lost to a team that has gone on to win or to make it to the cup at least so like yeah I think if we win any of these series we would have been in the finals do we win who knows yeah but like I mean, that team every gone team on has right? that hump right so you, like you look at the uh, Colorado Avalanche who just won the cup last last season yeah they don't. They don't make it. Uh, they don't make it past the second round. In the last four or five years, they're contending. Maybe three years, they're contending. They get past that last year. They go on to win the cup. You know, are the Leafs at the same threshold? Probably not. But the Leafs need to do more than just win the first round. I said this last year, and I probably said this a year before. <laughs> the Leafs have to do more than win a first round. But they can't go to the Cup Finals and lose because that will be even more devastating. Because now you're like, oh man, if we just get past the first round, then it becomes, oh, if we just won the cup. Well, just winning the cup is maybe one of the hardest things to do. I think from a fan perspective, you win the first round. Of course. That fucking relief. Yeah. Just the like, but I'll, I'll tell okay, you what, I'll it's tell you possible. What, I'll tell you what won't happen, and all Leaf haters will say this, but I believe this. I believe I'll tell this you that. True. I'll tell you yeah. that's true. He, this is what I think. Leafs win the first round. I don't think, I think Leaf fans celebrate the win. Too much. No, no, no. I, I think they celebrate the win, but they keep their mouth shut real quick. Because it's like, okay, yeah, you just got to do Like, literally every team does this. Every team gets past the first round, okay? But I think for the, the Jays, or sorry, the Jays, the, I think for the Leafs, getting past the first round, sorry, for Leaf fans, getting past the first round shouldn't be the celebration. Yeah, but Leaf fans are, are, are fucking dumb. And they're going they're to... They're starving. They're, they are, yeah, they're, and they're starving. They're, okay, that, that's the... I, yeah, I'm just not, being funny yeah. by saying I'm they're dumb. I'm not dumb, you're dumb. Yeah, I'm not... I don't really mean they're dumb. I just mean, like, they're... They're, they're going... For all other teams of fans that are not Leaf fans, no matter what level of celebration you guys do after winning round one... Will be too much. Will be ridiculed. Yeah, yeah. You know, they'll, they'll show a couple of things on the media, or, like, some fuck, someone flips a car or yeah, something, yeah. and they'll just be like, Leaf fans are so dumb. Right. Right? They're, look, they won the first round, they're acting like they got a parade, yeah, and, yeah, you yeah. know, that's going to happen. Of course. Sure. Yeah. But the, the, the fact is, they're going to celebrate well, a first round win. They have to. And they should, because they've been starving so yeah, much. And, and they should, they, I think, and Leaf fans, like, thank you for listening, but I believe... You should celebrate it, but you shouldn't celebrate it like a cup. No, you should celebrate it at home or on the phone or on right. a group chat with your friends. You call, you call your great uncle who's been watching. We the finally since did 80s, it. We did you know? it. Now, uncle, just live a little bit longer so you yeah, can see them win a cup. Exactly. Yeah, but like you don't, you don't go out in the streets. No. Um, now, I don't, sidebar. But do you remember in the '90s, and the Leafs would have some. I already know what you're saying. Yes. Banging the pans yes. and honking the horns. That was so, so awesome. Yeah. 
And I, and I remember when the Jays not only won the World Series, but even when they won the American League, I remember my dad's like, do you want to go in the car? We'll go honk the horn around Streetsville. I was like, yes. 100% let's go. I was staying up. I was like, fuck time. yes. And I was too yeah. young to swear. Like 10, as 10 years old, I was like, let's go. Yeah, let's I'm go. In. Mom, hold my beer. I'll be right back. So, so uh, when the Blue Jays, um, 93. Um, second one? When they won the World Series. Yeah, the second time. Yeah. That's 93. So I was 10. 93 was at home. 92 was in a Yeah, it was at home. Right. Because yeah. I was sleeping over at a friend's house. And his um, hot older sister yeah, was on. like, "We're," I'm, she's like, "We're going to Toronto. Like, we're going downtown." Nice. And so, I'm ten. <laughs> I didn't tell my parents. They knew I was at a sleepover, but I didn't yeah. tell. I didn't tell my parents. I was just. Was like, she was babysitting you guys. I, I think that her parents were home. Right. Like the parents were but home, she but she was like nineteen, twenty, cool. oh, yeah, yeah. and yeah, the two of us were 10, 10 years old. So we, um, she, she, I remember she. I had longer hair, so she put it up in a mohawk. Yeah. And she put blue on the tip. Oh, but cool. she did it with egg. Like, yeah, she used yeah, egg yeah. to make yeah, it yeah, stand. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then we went downtown, and uh, there's a picture. She took. Did she take a picture of me? Or is it just a memory? Anyways, I climbed a pole. Oh, and I was right. like, yeah, <laughs> go. With the mohawk. Yeah, yeah. And ten. Anyways, that, that's my story, but I forget what we were talking about. Uh, not, not celebrating too much of... Not celebrating too much. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I, I just keep it, keep it, keep it classy, Toronto. Keep it classy. Like in the group chat, like obviously you guys are gonna be like, "Whoa, this oh, is yeah. awesome! This is the no, best!" And I'm obviously gonna, gonna be like, "You fucking losers!" I'm gonna get a picture of my butt, and you're gonna be like, "Suck this, bro!" Right, right, right. <laughs> Suck my ass. <laughs> Suck my ass. <laughs> Suck my ass. Um, but yeah, like it'll be fun. That'll be that'll be ball busty and, and, and great and but, you'll keep it, it, but don't go outside and flip cars and start a riot 100%. and do a parade like if Listen, you guys do that you're ridiculous I, I was a, but I also I, get it too I loved when obviously the Raptors when the St. Louis Blues when the Washington Capitals when they won their first championship for the franchise I thought that was like yeah, I thought that was wonderful news for that franchise and you like to see those feel good stories happen now granted the Leafs have a lot of cups to their name but none in recent memory so it will almost be like a, a, a first time win for the franchise so you'll get a, a large volume of people and think of all those guys who are 50, 60 like our dad's ages um, who are like never saw yeah yeah. like I think like my dad, gra- my, grandparents would be the only people, right? Like no, no, like no, sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. Was the last one. So that's my dad would have seen. Well, my dad would seventy-four been, years. Yeah, my dad would have been three or four years old. He, I don't even think he's in the country. He's not at that seventy. Point. My dad is sixty-four. Oh fuck! But since he's sixty-seven, 67 was the last year they won. Thirty-three. It's fifty-five years. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, they would be. Yeah. They'd be that ten-year-old or, 65, so or 10, prime 10 or whatever so he's of in the like. Country, yeah. It's exciting, but not memorable. No, you probably don't sure. remember it, or maybe a glimpse or a, a moment. But yeah, it's time for sure. Yeah. Okay, so Kyle, we gotta wrap this up. What? Thank you so much for for bringing your wrong point of view to the podcast. I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. I appreciate the time. Uh, it was nice to actually have someone in the studio and not just do it over over Skype. So thanks, my man. I love you a whole bunch. Love you too. And uh, go Leafs, go. No Leafs, no. Oh.